Hello, hello, and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacey Fleece, as always, here with Samantha Tredelius. How are you, Samantha? I'm so good to be back, Fleece. We haven't been to, I mean, last time we were recording, we were together, I believe, yes? I know, which was the first time we were ever actually sitting side by side. It was weird. It was weird. But here we are, and it's been a minute, and I'm super excited to be back. So, yeah, I'm glad you're back, by the way. Hello. I missed yeah. you. As you, as you. So here's our good news for today. We are joined by Mandy Goff, uh, who I, I Goff, it's pronounced the way it is in San Francisco, P.S., um, who is the owner and proprietor of XOM3 Botanicals. Mandy, how are you? Hi, I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to see you guys. I'm happy to have you here coming from L.A. I appreciate that. Which is a lot less, uh, is it hot down there today? Oh, you know it is. I know. We, we was... have hot and slightly less hot and then, oh God. <laughs> I mean, fair, fair. <laughs> yeah. Feels about right for summer. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about XOM3. You you started this business in 2016. Yes. Um, it is skincare, it is wellness, and it is home products, mm-hmm. super cool stuff, super amazing stuff that is not only organic, but ethically selected pro- uh, ingredients, which is, um, honestly, it's, I know it's a hot topic right now, but you were an early adopter and you were there long before others. So thank you for being that steward and, and having that, uh, that flag to start the process. Um, but you, you come from a really interesting background because you went to a school for art and design. You are an, an animator and a graphic animator by trade, um, which, I, you know, I think developing these type of products and doing animation, it's, it's creation, right? It feels to me all right side of the brain, but it feels like a very, um, it feels like a big right turn to me. So let's back up a little bit. And talk about how you went from Savannah College of Art and Design as a motion graphic designer and animator coming out of college. And now you have these amazing self-care products that uh, like smell good, feel good, are good for you. Uh, How did we get there? Yeah, (laughs) that's a whole journey. And I will tell you, it's been interesting because it has felt like so far apart. Initially, it felt like I have nothing to do with this world, but now I'm deep in it. The truth is you're right. It both are very creative processes. And I think that's what draws me and keeps my attention. I also have a whole background. I tried to escape. I'm from a village in Ohio. And I, when I say village, it's because it's too small for township status. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I wish that was a joke. It lands great, but it's the truth. And my family, all, everybody's gardeners. We grew up canning and doing all this stuff. And I was that girl that was going off to art school. I knew since fourth grade, I was going to go into art. I was fine art until I went to school because I did not want to live in a box. I went into motion graphics and post-production. Smart and move, sister. That's an amazing industry. It is. And it's always growing. It's always evolving. I've always in demand. Absolutely. And I've worked coast to coast starting in DC. I got to work at Discovery Communications. That was amazing. I love the nature that we got to talk about in, you know, documentary format. So despite my attempts to run off to the city and become super cool and like, you know, successful businesswoman, you always end up back at the plants. (laughs) Back at the plants. 
Yeah, exactly. So I think that was it. And now I'm going to get really real with you. And I'm so grateful you gave me permission to go ahead and be myself and say all the things because what brought me into this world was in 2012, I had an overhaul and it was mostly internal. It was nothing outside that was the catalyst. It was just, yeah, I got to make some changes. And I had what I refer to as a fuck the man moment. And so... (laughs) Oh, I was, oh. I was like, we, we all have those moments, but it's hello, like man. Have we met differently. I mean, have, have we met? Have we met? They're usually a little bit less industrious and a little more bitchy, but this one's worked out for me pretty well. <laughs> you, 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 you clearly use this one to your advantage, and and I love you for that. <laughs> well, you know what happened was, and let me tell you, I had no experience in formulation. I was always into biology and physiology, and I did great in that. And there was a moment where I thought about going into medicine before college, but I was like, no, I'm going to stick with my plan and go into art. But that moment was, I'm sick of buying products that are full of crap. I am sick of feeling like filler, mostly water in my products. I feel like they're not, anything that is actually helpful is too expensive. And then additionally, there's a huge tendency in our culture to go for heroics. So we want to dry out extra oil. We make a desert scape or we need moisture. It's now we're like swimming in it. So I was really looking for something that actually solved my problem, which is I want to have clean skin. I want to have less wrinkles because I'll tell you ladies, I was getting like that, you know, that, uh, T-zone oiliness issue where it's like a a landslide on your forehead and down your nose. And then you're like ashy cheeks. I was really, really dry. Um, I also had hyperpigmentation. So it was like like that combination adventure. Like, yeah, do that. Well, that's the problem. You go to the pharmacy because, you know, it's easy and you're trying everything on the cheap or you go to the department store and then you're like, oh, my God, even though this is super expensive, it's not really solving my problem. I also felt like I had something coating my face all the time. And I just felt like I felt like imprisoned (laughs) and disgusting. Yeah, I was like, ah, so. I, my venture was like, yeah, fuck this. I'm going to go buy, I'm going to stop going to buy things. I'm going to find out how to make it. And I started experimenting and I did not have a plan to make a business. This was strictly, I need to solve my own problem. So you were really just doing this for you. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, and you were doing it for you. And maybe if it came out cool gifts for friends. And how many times, ladies, do we hear the stories of these women that have these crazy successful businesses because there was a void in the market, there wasn't anything there, and they're like, you know what, screw it, I'm going to make it. So Mandy, Mandy is that woman. Here we are again. I have a legion of amazing women who made that move. And for me at the beginning, you're right. It was, let me solve my problem. Oh, and you know what? These are turning out great. Let me share with my family and friends as gifts. And then it was hey, Mandy, can I buy this from you? And I'd be like, you can, I'll show you how to make it. And they're like, no, no. (laughs) By the way, not all of us have that creative gene that you have. Is that, and also it is tedious. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. When you're first digging in, you're trying to understand formulation. I got so lucky because I ended up meeting this woman. She's a master herbalist, master gardener. And I started just taking individual classes with her as I was kind of going what I would describe as the DIY route, exploring different ways to solve these problems. Of course, it started with an oil cleanse because that that was a huge movement at that time. So we're talking 2012. And I ended up taking these classes and I became fascinated. I realized there was a moment where I was doing an extract. So 
In the process, all of my products begin with real plants, they're whole, usually dried, and then some kind of menstruum. A menstruum is your solvent, whatever you're putting it in. So could be oil, it could be alcohol, could be vinegar. It just depends on what the product is, right? So I had just ground these herbs. You want to expose all the surface area you can because you want to pull out everything out of this plant. You're basically like I'm leaching the, the plant's cells so I can pull everything good out for us. And I was just watching the pigments and the constituents, the guts fall into solution. And so the, the oil was taking on this beautiful color. And I just noticed how much I was smiling in that yeah. moment. And Aww, a lot of times, I yeah, it was so beautiful because a lot of times I'm doing art, I'm doing graphics, I, I'm a commercial artist and I've done big names, even Sephora, you know, even, you know, Ford or whatever, I'm doing these big projects and I'm like so determined and I love the creativity, but my face was almost always wrinkled brow, heavy focus. And what I realized was in this moment, I just felt like that childlike exploration. I was having a sense of wonderment. And I was thinking, oh, this is super satisfying and connecting. And so that was the beginning of the rabbit hole. I ended up apprenticing this master gardener, master herbalist. Um, that's Julie James. She's in Green Wisdom School, which is in Long Beach, California. And after a year with her and certification, I ended up connecting with a few chemistry professors at CSUN who just got interested in my products. They ended up writing some articles and reviewing the products. And it was so satisfying because I had really fallen in love with the process. And in so I was just checking in with them to see like, is this distillation correct? Is this sanitation correct? Is this method of extraction correct? And over and over I was getting, yes, yes, it is. Yes. And I was so inspired that I just had such an affinity and connection, but it was also feeding me. It was very fulfilling. Your creative heart must've been exploding at that point. So I'm telling you, I'm talking to you right now and I have goosebumps like it just happened. So I, I don't, I just want to really let everyone know when I sell an insurance policy in my job, I do not have these feelings yeah, I'm not, <laughs> that you're I'm, discussing at I'm all. not having that, that, that. My heart's not moment. exploding. I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah my heart's not exploding. But <laughs> I think this process is so cool because you had like absolutely no idea like what the hell you were doing. None. I have such a question. So when you're combining these different elements together to create this product, like, how do you know, like this lavender oil and this, you know, rosemary herb are going to like not burn my face off? Like, how do you oh, know? Yeah. Is it like, how many times do you have to test stuff? We've had question before, so but it's fascinating. I felt like it was super important to me to be ethical. So as people were trying my things and then asking me to buy them, at first I was like, okay, you know, for friends and family, but I had a friend who pushed me. This is a long roundabout story, but I'll get to that answer. Um, I, I had a friend who pushed me into actually becoming a business because she had an eco festival and she really wanted me to vend it. At this point, I had already been crafting for five and a half, six years. And so in that amount of time, I had plenty of time to test everything repeatedly. I had that relationship formed with the chemists. I was able to do enough study with the master herbalist and master gardener, what, what you discover in that space is what do the actions and energetics of each plant have in, in itself in common with other plants and then also with different physiologies. So it's actually a deep study based on a combination of ethnobotany, 
phytochemistry and botany to understand the actions of these plants. So it is imperative that as you're playing with exploration like this, that you do have that ethics in those ethics in mind. Is there any plant that's just a huge asshole that doesn't play well with others? Poison ivy. A hundred percent poison ivy. Poison oak. Okay. I'm a finance girl and I know that answer. Good job, lady. Good job. Plants, plants for a hundred, Alex. <laughs> oh my God. Little side trip. Also, there's a plant in California called poodle dog bush. I did not know that there were other evil plants of, of afar, you know? So it's kind of in the league of poison oak and poison ivy, except it's the devil because you don't even know you've gotten it. Until you get up to a month later, it can all of a sudden be like a flare up of the most devious itching in your life. It will wake you up from a dead sleep. Wait, what does it look like? Where do okay, you so find normally it? it looks kind of like a succulent. It has like aloe looking pokey bits for the leaves. And then for about three months out of the year, it has these beautiful inflorescences. So that's that's herb nerd for flowers. So purple okay. flowers. And I saw it and this was super, super early in my journey. So yes, you make mistakes. I went up to this plant like, hi, what are you thinking? Are you desert lavender? I want to meet you, right? So (laughs) I go up to it and I harvest some. I'm going to take some home. And um, I thank goodness because it was resinous. So it's sticky. Like, you know, like pine. Please tell me you put it on your face. Like that would be a great story. No, girl. You don't put anything on your face to start. But thankfully I knew that much. Thankfully, no. So, uh, but I ended up because it was sticky. I used some alcohol wipes, so I did minimize the impact, but I still was hating life forever. So yeah, poodle dogbush, it grows on hillsides and it actually is great. It'll only come up after fire. It, the seeds are initiated by fire, which many oh. things in California are like that. Yeah. And it's one of those things that's amazing because it's the devil for us, but it saves the landscape from landslides after a fire. So I was going to say yeah. that's double jeopardy 2000 question. Nobody right? knows that shit. Oh, you don't know the nerdy here. It's deep. <laughs> so, so you get this business going, you are at this event, you're now formed uh, an entity, wait, right? Wait, the event was like an eco festival. Is that what it was? It was, it was an eco festival. I don't know what that is. So eco, this eco festival was to help people learn how can they without getting overwhelmed and without being drama queens, start to support the environment better and live in better balance with nature. Yes. So that we can protect it from decline and decay because we're a little selfish how we are as people. And have I, have I mentioned that, that Samantha and I have forest bathed? We have. I kind of heard that you guys had. Yep. And I was wondering. <laughs> we also we also I, made tea with leaves and, 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 and dirt and we found on the ground. The dirt is the, is the really good part for minerals. So good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a moment. It was a moment. I mean, it's also really good for exfoliating the colon. So great work. Yeah. Thank you. We're, I did not know we were exfoliating our colon when we drank that crap. <laughs> yeah, I bet you didn't later though. So the eco, <laughs> so the eco fest. So the eco fest is a success. Is this like one of your first like moves of like okay, I can right. do this? You guys, I had stayed up all night because, you know, when everything's new and you want it to be perfect, you're just like, I can't sleep. So I'm just working. I'm working and making everything as pretty as I can. And because I am a designer, because I have this background as an artist and because I love to make everything pretty, I'm a Libra and a Taurus. Okay. Everything is love and beauty. I'm a Libra friend. I'm a Libra (laughs) too. Yay. (laughs) We'll chat more on that later. Heaven. So anyway, um, 
everything looked really finished. I had full branding. It was very unified. It's not that far off from what you saw at our event recently. And um, I had just done that as play because as a designer, and I'm always working on other people's brands, I wanted to give something pretty to somebody, not just something that feels nice, but something that looks nice and makes them happy aesthetically as well as, you know, tactily. And, um, and of course, as a solution. So I am there with my whole spread. I have soaps and I have skincare and I have all kinds of different tinctures and formulas and all these things. And it's because when I hobby, I hobby super hard. I went down a big rabbit hole and it had been several years. I already had all these things. So when people were approaching me, they're like, oh my God, where's your brick and mortar? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so stoked. Um, <laughs> let me give you my website address. I know. I didn't even have a website yet. Come on, girl. I was so, I mean, I literally just in the nick of time got my insurance, got my, you know, like my federal tax ID and all that. I have a heart swoon right now. Oh, I know. It is. you got to do is. it right. You got to do it right. So I was, uh, I, it was really just, I was so deeply touched and moved. I had massive sales and the feedback was just instantly good. People were so attracted to it. And I think part of that is the product. Part of it is it's an introduction that's really clean. It looks like something important and good. So mm -hmm. then people trust it more because the branding's already solid. And then they used it. And because I'm a perfectionist and because I'm making it for me, the products are actually really good and useful. And it's so encouraging to know like everything in here is organic. It's recognizable. I haven't used 20 to 30 ingredients so that even, you know, you don't get a lot of efficacy if you're only using tiny fractions of something. So I'm doing really good potent extracts to make these products with, and I'm not going cheap on the oils. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was really, really interesting to watch how just my hobby and my, my personal passion had escalated into something that seemed very impactful and meaningful to the people that were meeting it. Which is amazing. So now fast forward, how many years later? What are we yeah. at? So I know I've been at it for 10 years. Okay. And, and still working day job. I still, well, I go back and forth because I do wholesale, but COVID was tough. COVID and was to be tough. honest, I was like, cool, cool. Bye. I did not need to bend during that. Yeah. I just took a breather. Um, I also, uh, in conjunction with XOM3, I have a community meetup called Roots of Healing. Um, mm -hmm. I forgot to share that, I think. Roots mm -hmm. of Healing is a benevolent donations-based only meetup that's been meeting together for eight years at my friend's organic coffee and tea shop. She and I went to herb school together. It's called Moby's and it's in North Hollywood. So we've been meeting up there monthly. The point is there's a lot of bullshit online. Oh, this one plant will do this thing or, you know, wow, look at this solution. We love quick solutions, but I'm very interested in empowering people to learn how to take care of themselves in a, in a way that actually is going to work and is useful because many of these herbs are actually potent and helpful, but they so can I also just be want to dangerous. Clarify, there is, there is bullshit yeah. in the ethnobotany world as much as there is in like the Kardashian world. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe more. But you got your <laughs> Your, your world has its own level of bullshit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Lots of fads, lots of trends. Yeah. Let's find this one obscure plant from like thousands and thousands of miles away and exploit it and its people to get it. No, we have lots of opportunities it's to like, learn how it's to It's like stuff. BuzzFeed for botany. But it here's is. a good question because you see things like 
here's an example. Um, when COVID was going around the Tredelius house, uh, I had some friends send me this bionic kick-ass like witch juice. I swear to God, it tasted like a blended up dead body, but they were like, listen, drink this shit. So I did. And I don't even know what it was. It was literally like this mummies. Yeah. It was mummies. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Oh, dead body. from Egypt. Cool. But, I mean, that is traditional Victorian medicine. So probably. Yeah. Right. But it, it, I didn't, you know, knock on wood, didn't get the COVID. And, you know, as I was sitting there at the, that particular moment, I didn't really give a shit. So I was just like, I don't want to get sick, but you know, you read the fine print and it says, you know, it's not FDA regulated. It's not, there's no, you know, nobody's governing what's in this stuff. And so I think it's very important to have the education outlet and have people like yourself that know what the hell is going on out there with these different items, because, you know, we don't know, and anybody can just make something and slap a label on it and say, it's great and use it. It's going to fix whatever. And put it on TikTok and people will buy it. People yeah. will buy it. Absolutely. And people also maybe have one good experience with one plant and then they become like, let's worship this plant. They're a disciple of that one solution and they apply it to everything. But the truth is, you know, we evolved with many plants and animals also use many plants for their own healing. But these plants are making this chemistry for themselves to protect themselves from parasites, fungus, viruses, bacteria. And we, even in modern medicine, allopathic Western medicine, are still utilizing a huge percentage of plant-based resources in order to make our modern medicine. But there's also a huge part of the world that's using plant medicine still as their primary because they don't have access to the allopathic. Right. And so, those people are living to be 192. I mean, you know, looks perfect. Okay? I know. They're like skin, 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 all glowy. And then, you know, just at the end, they wrinkle out around 200. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Let me ask you, as a woman of color, do you yeah. have to create product different for the skin tone of a woman of color as opposed to the the like super uber white chicks that Samantha and I are? I, that's such a just legit question. And you are very fair and lovely ladies. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, like, so I'm a little bit unusual as a person of color because I'm, I'm a Ethiopian and like, Western European heritage. So I have a very strange, iridescent, freckly pink face. And um, it makes it really it's a tough cool to combination. For us. It's amazing. <laughs> it's really obscure. I feel like it's going to give me the opportunity to live forever. You know how mutts, when you get a dog, you get the mutt because it lives forever. Yeah, they're yes. like, I, I'm pretty sure that's still what's going. going. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in my experience, there are a certain few types of skin that do have a different type of structure and will respond uniquely, but not white people, not black people, not Latino people, like most people that I've worked with and also age range, not, not a problem. Like really, I, I have people in their twenties with massive issues. I cannot say I cure anything by the way, PS, I don't yes. cure, diagnose, etc. but I do have a lot of people who have eruptive skin conditions that are pretty severe. And then we'll go to use this product and find, wow, even though this is oil-based, my skin is feeling more comfortable, more clear. I feel better in my oh, skin. We were, we were all terrified of oil as, yeah. as teenagers, as 20s and 30s. I mean, honestly, like I have an oil-based sort of thing I use now. And it, it took me forever to be like, okay with that. It feels so wrong. Like it why feels very wrong. Oil? 
Like that's like, let's add gasoline to fire in most people's minds. Yes. But the chemistry is when you are trying to balance something, it's you use a like solvent. So because our skin is sebum, which is actually a wax, uh, oils help balance things more than stripping. Like a lot of times we use um, something that's a soap or detergent based, that's stripping our skin. And that stripping causes our skin to be like, oh my God, help me, I'm so dry. And then you- Well, we were all taught to do that when we were teenagers and had zits. Right. And like we were just, using Noxzema. Clearacel and Noxzema. I'm not gonna lie, I loved Noxzema, I did. I think but, we all did. But then our grandmothers, used cold cream and cold cream is an oil-based product. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's that shocking or new. So what do you you say to the, to the woman out there who's like, you know, needs to dip her toe in this next level skincare moment? Like what are the top three plants that you like live by and say, every woman needs to have this in on their counter? Like this is the serums. This is what you need. Like what are the top three that are mission critical? I, first off, I'm lazy. So there's only three. <laughs> oh my God, you are my spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. I totally made a plan to keep it as simple as possible. So for me, I'll tell you plant wise, I love calendula. It's very healing. It's very nourishing. It's safe for skin that's infant aged all the way up to, you know, 90 plus. So I love that plant. It's very healing, very soothing. And it's calendula, not chlamydia, right? Yeah. Yeah. That one's less good for skin. And it definitely leaves yeah, it. That's you not ideal. That. Yeah. That's not an ideal product. I'm pretty sure you also lose your mind with that one. So avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, topically, I love that. I also really love yarrow, which is a skin healing plant. It's also great for kind of redistributing blood flow where it needs to be. And as we know, blood near the skin is great for oxygen. It's great for nutrients. It's carrying a lot of things away. It's also taking away toxins internally. So that's a nice plant to use. Um, I love elderflower because I find it very calming and it's not that typical, but I really do like that one. And chamomile of all things, which is hella common. Yeah. So if they put elderflower in my cocktail, that doesn't count, right? Oh yeah. St. Germain. No, it does. Oh, it does. Use it. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Hey, totally. See that? Plus it tastes yummy. It does taste yummy. So (laughs) Mandy, I have two rocket fire questions. Number one is what is the biggest hurdle that you've like climbed, leapt, jumped over in this process? Like what was the hardest part of starting this journey? I'm going to tell you the hardest part was all internal. It was how do I transition confidently from a hobby into something that I'm allowing other people into? There was a lot of insecurity. There was a lot of fear about messing up, doing something wrong or um, not being good enough. Like we all struggle with that, right? Yeah, we and, and also, by the way, I'm 40 when this business started. I, tr- I was 40 when this happened. So, you know, you're already at that point of age, like, can I have a new life? Can I make something new? And, and the answer is, hell yes, you can, bitch, do it. Like, yes. honestly, nobody knows what they're doing. And that was the best lesson out of doing this was, oh my God, nobody knows what they're doing. Just dive no in and be open to learn and grow the whole time. And you are going to do, you're going to amaze yourself. 
But don't you think it's fun when you turn 40 and then you realize that a, no one knows what we're doing. And yes. like you stop like giving a shit about certain things. And you're like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to try this. I'm just yeah. going to do this. Right. Yes. So because you can always try it on. And if it doesn't fit, you can take it off. And that's something before I was 40, I did yeah. not get it all. Well, I was I, like, I oh, think, I got to pave my hit, path to the future. Like rock hard, right? Rock I think solid. we hit a point where we stop giving a shit what other people think. And we start caring a whole lot more about what we think for ourselves and about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that is that midlife change. And it's it's fantastic. Can I just say, I'm at a stage where when I go to a store, I don't try things on because I can't actually be bothered. I just bring it home. And then, (laughs) like today, great example. I went to a store, bought a dress. I was like, I don't really feel like doing all this right now. So I'm just going to do it on my time. That's the 40 year old me. Oh, I love a hundred percent. I absolutely concur. And I, and I feel like one thing that even a step beyond, like not caring what people think is you begin to not just care what you think you begin to get in touch with yourself as a more complete being where you're like, I have feelings. Oh, you know what? The feelings aren't the devil. I don't have to squish them down or run from them. Let me see how I feel in my body. How do I feel in response to the things around me? And there's a lot of clarity when you act yourself as a whole person it, and you it just a lot. Things, try it on, see what it feels like. And then you can put it down if it's not for you. But if it is, the fulfillment opportunity is infinitely higher than if you try and mentally calculate your way through life. That's exhausting. It takes a lot to honor those feelings, though. Mm-hmm. That is, I think that's a big hurdle that a lot it of us face. And it's a lot. And a lot of women. That's a tough one to get over. And a lot of women aren't quite there yet, whether they're in business, starting a business, getting out of a business, you know, relationship, personal, professionally, all that stuff. Mandy, you have changed the entire day for me. Okay. It has been a tantalizing 30 minutes for myself. And please, I think I can speak for you on this one, right? Yeah. I think, I think I do speak for you often, but I think that we can both agree. Mandy is taking plants making them do magical things, uh, not only for the mind, the body, and the soul. Mandy, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody get out there this week and be inspired.